Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And we are keeping busy. Yes, we are. This episode, we're keeping busy with some almond cinnamon cookies with a... Oh, crap. Brown butter drizzle. What? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm literally going to be keeping busy with these cookies because I think you're going to have to... uh, to drive the bo- drive the boat on this one. I'm sitting with the cookies right in front of me and they are stinking tasty. So I might just be shoving they them are. into my face instead of actually talking about them. Like this. Ow. Mm, wow, they're so good. <laughs> I brought most of mine to work this morning. That was smart. But I kept four. And of course I ate a couple before. Yeah. I, so I baked them yesterday and... They're so good. And hopefully you ate some of them in work because people hate it when you bring in goodies and you put them down on the table and refuse to eat them yourself. They're like, oh, what's wrong with these? No, I had a miserable morning. So I got into work actually early and I was pretty proud of myself and I put out the cookies and I went to my desk and realized that I had brought my laptop home. And not back to work. (laughs) And not back to work. So I immediately left. I had to go home, get the laptop, get back to work. And when I got back, there was only one cookie left. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) Now I have to say that it is um, about, you know, 30 to 40 minutes each way. Yeah. So there was plenty of time. But yes, cookies were a hit. A lot of people skipped breakfast this morning. So they're very grateful to you for bringing in delicious cookies. I can't hear you over my own crunching. What? I'm eating a cookie. Oh, yummy. Okay, so, like, first of all, the recipe, very straightforward and simple. Yes. I think there may not be any way that you could mess these up, (laughs) which is cool. I didn't find one. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty cool doing a cookie that was kind of just mix it, bake it, eat it, which, you know, it's pretty straightforward and hard to mess up. Pretty simple ingredients. I will say one thing. The 13 minutes, I don't know if it's just my oven because I've had this problem with basically every recipe ever. The 13 minutes was way too much. And I I started off with not a one inch cookie, but more like a two and a quarter tablespoon cookie, which is probably, Mm -hmm. I don't know, two and a half inches in diameter when it comes out. So they're, you know, regular decent sized cookies and 13 minutes was way too much. They ended up being shatteringly crisp delicious when they first came out of the oven but like hardened to a rock as soon as they were cool so i found that baking them before they browned around the edges but they were totally set uh was about nine to ten minutes um gave me a nice crispy edge with a chewy cookie middle but still thoroughly Mm -hmm. cooked through now, did yours flatten out? Yes, they did. Were they supposed to? They look like they're Mine are good. still balls. Oh, really? <laughs> they aren't completely like the same size balls that um, I started yeah. with, but they definitely did not flatten out into cookies. They're still mounds. Oh, I will send you a picture of mine. Do you have a picture of yours yet? I do have I hope you have it picture. yet because otherwise they're gone, right? <laughs> <laughs> mine actually looks slightly flatter than the Better Homes and Gardens picture. But that may also be because I was slightly undercooking mine. I don't know if these are supposed to be hard, crunchy cookies. Some people like hard, crunchy cookies. I'm usually a chewy cookie person. 
Yeah, I prefer a chewy cookie. Um, and your drizzle looks like a drizzle. I like clumped my it's I'm I almost glazed mine. Well, with the drizzle. I am not going to lie. I am an awful drizzler, especially with these um you know, the powdered sugar drizzles. I can never find the balance between drizzly enough to make nice stripes on it, but also not so wet that it doesn't all liquid off of it (laughs) just Mm -hmm. drip off and never set up so i made it a little thicker and i just stuck it in a pastry bag and that's how i drizzled oh that's smart because i knew i would end up either with giant clumps or with smeared on frosting or with it all (laughs) just dripping off and being a nightmare let me see oh yeah they are rounder yeah and you can see my clumpy drizzle i was worried when i was making the dough like i really had to squish the dough together it was so it was really grainy yeah and so that made me nervous that the cookies would be a little drier so i kind of i intentionally put a lot of the drizzle on because i wanted to make sure that it wasn't too dry so i will say it probably is that you may have just added too much flour or nuts yeah. How did did you actually do measure the nuts from were they I mean were they already chopped? Did you measure them when they were ground oh. or did you measure them before they were ground? You know, that's probably where I went wrong. I just used uh almond meal and I put slightly less than half a cup in. I, I that's actually what I did too. Although okay. um I I have almond flour and it's pretty finely ground almond flour. So mine didn't come out mealy. They're actually a a pretty smooth, uniform texture. I did I did the similar thing, I the same thing really, because I didn't have any just blanched almonds. Yeah. So I I just really really loosely put it in the cup. Mm-hmm. But it could just be that you had a little bit um more almond meal, and maybe didn't need quite so much flour. Yeah, maybe. So when I ate these straight out of the oven, they were almost like a little crispy on the outside. Mm-hmm. And like super soft on the inside. It reminded me of, what were the other cookies that we made with the almond? The flour. Um, oh, yes. the <laughs> They're like, they're almond macaroons, but they have another name. Amaretti. Yes. Or Amaretti. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. We'll just call them Amaretti because I like that better. It's, it's almost like they have like a crust and they're like ooey gooey on the inside. And that was a, an amazing texture. But now I just bit into this cookie and I was expecting it to still have that texture and I almost chipped a tooth because it has definitely like the center has set up. Yeah, that's that's the same kind of, of thing I had. That's why after the first batch, I I cooked them a lot less. So the tops are really not very brown at all. But like you said, um, when I first you know bit into them out of the oven, they were very soft. Now... The bottoms are brown and the bottoms are crunchy, but the cookie itself is almost like a very dense brownie almost consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they were super amazing out of the oven. They were. But if you want to so keep good. them for any longer than an hour, I think you need to <laughs> underbake them. Yeah. I went over 13 minutes. I think I ended up with like 
17 minutes because they just weren't browning on the top. Oh, wow. I'm not sure exactly what went wrong that they didn't flatten out. Probably too much flour. But I think if they had flattened out, then maybe they would have cooked faster. It would be a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be a little better. I'm still going to eat these last couple. Yeah, well, still, I mean, it's probably good for dipping in coffee or tea. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Because the the flavor in this cookie is is hard to beat. You get the toasty, nutty, browned butter flavor mm-hmm. and the the cinnamon in the cookie and the nuttiness of the dough itself. It just really is a very good combination of flavors. It's a very good cookie. It's very tasty. And what I'm really excited about can we skip ahead? Can we skip ahead? Oh, wait. We have to really quick say um, we got this recipe from Better Homes and Gardens, and it's called Almond Cinnamon Cookies. So just you can search for it and get it. Yep. All it's right, on the ahead. Better Homes and Gardens website. So what I'm very excited about is you had an amazing idea and remembered that when we were making the caramel apple sandwich cookies on Taste of Liz- tastesoflizzytea.com, she has this picture of what looks like the most amazing cream pie I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. because it is dun, 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 maple nut pie. Maple nut pie. It sounds kind of like pecan pie when you first hear it. Maple nut pie. Oh my gosh, it's probably super sweet and sugary and full of nuts and craziness. But you look at it and it looks like a maple nut cloud of divinity mm-hmm. it almost looks like moose-ish i want to say it does look a little moose-ish it looks um i've only scanned the recipe itself but it looks like it's kind of a non-frozen semi-fredo <laughs> so it looks like it's a, a mixture of a meringue and a whipped cream but maple flavored mm-hmm. with a lot of maple flavor in there yeah and to add to the amazing insanity this has what for a crust? Oh, it's an oatmeal pie crust. Oatmeal pie. So yeah, that's what we're doing next time. And so if anyone mm-hmm. is actually listening out there, you should totally, totally, totally bake this along with us. Because how can you miss? It's fall. It's a maple cream pie. It is going to be epic. Mm-hmm. Just Just search for the picture. Just look at the picture and tell me you don't want that in your mouth right now. I do. It's I just totally amazing. do. I'm just staring at it. <laughs> I it's know. beautiful. <laughs> My gosh, this 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 one picture. It just shows a forkful of the pie and it is it I just has me salivating. The texture, the silky creamy <laughs> looking texture of this maple nut pie is just it's calling mm. to me. I'm so glad you remembered this. <laughs> I might literally cry if I screw this up. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, but we're going to do, um, are we going to do our side project too? Yeah, why not? Okay. We'll try both. It's Thanksgiving coming yes. up. Yes. I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm super psyched because the best thing about the holidays, I've complained about this before, is I love to bake, but I don't really have enough people around to eat it all. Mm-hmm. So the best part about the holidays is I get to bake and actually have people eat some of it so I don't have to eat all of it myself. <laughs> So we are going to do a double dessert for next episode. Maple nut pie and... Maple nut fudge. Maple nut fudge. It's a maple nut... Maple nut in maple your face. Maple nut party. Double double maple nut? <laughs> maple double nut? We're, we're getting, maple double nut. Is this getting dangerous? <laughs> we're going to double up. 
on the maple nut. And it's going to blow your mind. Double nut. <laughs> so, uh, did you look for a recipe for fudge? I did a little bit. I have not. I have a tried and true recipe for a chocolate fudge, but I do not have one for maple nut fudge. So, if you would like to okay. pick, I would be okay with that. Um, I'm going to real quick forward you. There's three links that are basically, they increase in, I don't know if it's complexity or, you know, the first one is sort of like condensed milk, you know, kind of pre-made stuff. Yeah. And then is there actually a recipe where you have to boil down milk? Right. So like, like the first one is, is like four ingredients, condensed milk, white chocolate chips, butter, maple extract and walnuts oh no 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 that's not real fudge that's not the second one is a little bit more legit so you got sugar butter real maple syrup milk but then you have miniature marshmallows and walnuts what i found that when you use miniature marshmallows for things you can taste the starch Um, you know how they're you you know they have to be rolled in cornstarch yeah. Whenever I make Rice Krispie Treats, which is quarter to never, I feel like you should use fluff instead of the miniature marshmallows because I can always taste the cornstarch. Yeah. Maybe it's psychosomatic. <laughs> well, I mean, there is the corn, there's cornstarch in it, and the more marshmallows you use, the more you're going to get. I never make Rice Krispies either, but I, they're, they're so wonderful. They're just so messy. Yeah, they are pretty messy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And then the last one is maple syrup, sugar, cream, corn syrup, salt, vanilla, and walnuts. Ooh, that one sounds right, yeah, but I'm tricky. I'm leaning towards that one. Hold on a second. I may be able to cut out a little bit of difficulty here. Okay. Because I will tell you, one of the shortcuts in the chocolate fudge recipe I use, which I think really helps things come together a little easier is you don't use sweetened condensed milk because that's kind of over the top but you use evaporated milk Hmm. so that you know it it reduces the amount of water and liquid in the recipe to begin with and i would suggest us finding one that has evaporated milk no miniature marshmallows (laughs) yeah okay i guess we can do that after yeah we can do it after Anyways, we are doing maple nut fudge. Maple nut fudge and maple nut pie. And maple nut pie, which I almost want to make right now because I can't even. (sighs) I can't even. So I will. um, I'm going to ask you because I'm a maple snob. What kind of maple syrup do you have? Oh, probably nothing impressive, but it's real maple syrup. That's good. I think it's from Vermont. (laughs) Excellent. Um, What kind of maple syrup do you have? Well, I've um, in past years realized that when I was at the grocery store and you know how they have the grades of syrup Mm -hmm. they have you know grade a and they have grade a dark and grade b well it turns out grade b isn't bad it sounds like you know they didn't ace the test last time around (laughs) but grade b actually just means it's less filtered and more robust flavored because of the time of year that it is tapped and stuff So it actually tastes way more maple-y and a little less sweet. But again, recently they changed the grading system. So now I think it's just called robust. 
or dark robust. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an appropriate name, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But anyways, if you're making something and you're trying and you're using actual maple syrup for a flavor, definitely if you can find robust or grade B, that's that's a winning a winning move. So, what else have you been working on? Uh, I actually went back to working on the slippers I said that I was going to work on. And <laughs> I haven't gotten very far because I forgot which needles I was using. And for once, I had done a... What is that called? Gauge swatch. I did a gauge swatch because I was thinking to myself, I always mess up the size. I'm going to be a champ this time and do a gauge swatch. And I figured out which needles I needed to get the exact gauge... And I forgot. So I thought I was using a certain needle and I did almost the entire bottom sole of the slipper before I realized it was twice as big as the other one. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had to rip it all out. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, so. <laughs> but um, I'm on my way again. I found the needles that I was supposed to be using. So I've been working on that and I decided to do this goofy little craft with uh, my kids where we took just a foam wreath core and wrapped it with fabric and we're going to be gluing glittery outdoor things onto it and as accents I've been making crocheted maple leaves. Yeah you sent me a picture and it looks really good. Yeah it's actually a great it's a great uh, pattern and it's a free pattern which is unusual to find things like this that I don't know. I, I feel like I've looked for leaves before and had a really, really hard time finding any that were free, and the free ones weren't really great. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really super good pattern. Where did I find it? I sent you the link. I, th I thought you just sent me a picture. Oh, did I? I was very impressed because a maple leaf is one of the more complicated leaves <laughs> that you can do, but it has all the nice um, details. Yeah, it does have... It has pretty good points on it. So a lot of them have... Um, you know, are made up of more than one magic circle and they're kind of stitched together or this is a one-piece thing. You can just, or crochet it all at one go and it's it comes out really nice looking. If you search for free maple leaf crochet pattern, it's one of the very first images, if not the first image. And it takes some clicking around to actually find the pattern because everybody links through Pinterest now, but it originally came from larkcrafts.com. And you said you were doing some acorns as well? I haven't gotten to the acorns yet. I've been pretty consumed with the <laughs> maple leaves. The leaves. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got a couple patterns for, for acorns too. Uh, I don't know where I got those from though. If it was from the same site, I can't remember. But anyways, the maple leaves are awesome. You can do them in all different colors and make it really festive. You can do it with variegated yarns, which I've seen on here too. Uh, so it really looks like the turning leaves. Oh, nice. I like that because, you know, you got the, the different color leaves, uh, which is very fall. But then just yarn projects in general are very fall and very cozy. So it just lends itself really well to some fall decor if you do the leaves and little acorns and it just sounds adorable. I'm very excited to see what the finished product looks like. Thank you, you're right. Um, it doesn't seem like to like it would make a lot of sense to knit or crochet decorations for summer. <laughs> yeah. 
right here. I mean, I'm sure that there are beautiful ones out there, but yeah. it's just, it seems like a perfect match for, for like a fall or even winter decor item. Yeah. And what have you been up to? I finished my Scuddy. Yay! Yay! If you listened to the last episode, you would know that my Scuddy came out huge, way too big. Uh, and Carrie made some wonderful recommendations on how I could kind of take some parts in and make some adjustments without redoing it. So what I ended up doing was making like a permanent fold at the base of the neck. So I attached some of the scarf to the hood, the bottom of the hood. So there was like a permanent crease there. And then on the front of the hood, I folded it back on itself. And then where I attached the, um, the ears to it, I used that you know, that same stitch to secure the folded over piece to the rest of the hood so it wouldn't just come undone and I wouldn't have to fiddle with it all the time. And the end result is a still big, but a cozy, big, <laughs> fluffy scooty that I love very much. I think it came out great. I love the picture you sent me. <laughs> it's growing on yeah. me. Like I tried it on a couple more times and I kind of look in in the mirror and I've decided that it is in fact adorable. It is adorable. And I do love it. And so squishy and cozy looking. Definitely if you're going to try and make a scooty, especially the the ones with the, the like the animal patterns, the animal ears, I I think that the burnet blanket yarn was a really good choice cuz it's just like warm and fluffy. And so I love squidgy. It. I don't know if squidgy is it's even a good word but it came it looks so, so, so cute because it's yeah, just so fluffy I'm very excited for it to get a little colder so I can wear it while I'm waiting for the bus. That would be wonderful. It will. I wish I could be there and see it. I'll take a selfie for Yay. you. And I have selected my pattern for my um, leg warmers. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's the, the next thing I'm going to do. There's just some like simple ones that has some cute little patterning so it's not super plain and boring. I don't I don't think I have yarn that will be appropriate for this. I got to look through my stash and maybe buy some and then I can start that. Is it an online pattern? Yeah, I found it on Ravelry. Uh, they have a lot of nice looking leg warmers from kind of pieces that look like, you know, like the the old school boot covers. You know, yeah. that kind of, so they cover the boot and then they have decorative buttons going up the side and then an almost like lacy looking finish on the top that's really cute. Kind of like fancy lady spats? Yes, fancy lady, that's the word, spat. Fancy lady spats, but they also have, if you just want kind of a scrunchy, very 80s looking leg warmer, and they got that too. So there's a nice variety on there. And I picked one that was kind of a medium uh, a medium niceness it wasn't boring i don't remember but not overly intricate or lacy either yeah because i assume i will be walking through some snow yeah so i don't want anything too that i put too much time into because it might get icky sent you a link to make it easier but it's just kind of a big chunky pattern chunky knee high boot sock it's crossing stitches leg warmer oh so it's pretty basic, but yeah, like I said, it's got some detail. And it looks like, you know, you use a super chunky yarn, so um, it probably won't take too long to make either. 
that this goodie took a lot of it out of me, so I want something simple. Oh, I like these. These are nice. They got a good scrunch level to them. Yes, they look they look like they would be very comfortable no matter what you were wearing. This pattern is by Frenchie Lee. That last name is L-E-I-G-H. You can find it on Ravelry and it's free. And um, I'm going to give it a try. Very cool. And I will be working on finishing my slippers and my mini maple leaves and maybe acorns and oak leaves. <laughs> and pies and fudge. And pies and fudge. Wow, we really are keeping busy. We are. Oh, goodness, we have a lot to do. Another thing I have coming up is the last three years for a Christmas card. I've done some, like, real basic Photoshopping stuff. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I need to start thinking of ideas for that. I love your Christmas cards. I feel like last year didn't quite live up to the two years before it, so I really need to step up my game. Yeah. So, um... I don't have any ideas, but that's going to be coming up. <sighs> Lots of stuff to do. The, Lots of stuff. The holidays are a very, very busy time. They are. Full of, of pies and wonder. <laughs> yep. So, I think that's it for us. We have plenty to do. So much to do. We have to go right now. Sorry, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> So the next episode, I'm hoping I can get up um, a day early, maybe, uh, because the next one is due on on Thanksgiving, and I don't... Yeah, no one wants to do that. Yeah, I don't want to really upload Whoa, crochet morning. chickens. What? <laughs> I, I love hate Pinterest. <laughs> I so love hate Pinterest. I have to show you this now, though. It can't be... Okay. It can't be... It can't I'm let excited. it go. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> it is basically crocheted chicken garland. And you may not really understand until you look at it. It's basically a really, really long chain of crochet. And along the chain of crochet are crocheted dozens of tiny chickens. <laughs> it almost looks like, because they have it against some like polka dot and red fabric, it almost looks like a weird chicken lace that you would put like on an apron <laughs> it says that it's a um it's an edging so i don't know edging, if they okay. were using it for maybe curtains or a blanket or something but they definitely are edging <laughs> something in these these tiny chickens <laughs> and it even has like they have the the crochet going along and then each chicken has a little wing that's coming off of it and <laughs> have the different color for the beak and the little Comb. Hair. <laughs> Comb. That's, that's so if very you're into cute. that kind of thing, you can you can Google crochet chicken edging and there's a pattern on, on the internet for you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, world. <laughs> <laughs> and before oh, next time we will find a recipe for the fudge that we are going to make. And yes. uh, try to get all these recipes up posted on our facebook page keep an eye on that facebook page just search for keeping busy podcast and you'll find us and uh, if you have a maple nut fudge recipe that is your go-to maple nut fudge recipe feel free to send it to us at keeping busy podcast at gmail.com 
You can also send uh, any comments or questions or you know other projects that you want to to us there and we would love to hear from you. And finally, if you could subscribe and rate us on iTunes, that would really help us out a lot. And I think that's that's it. And until next time, we'll be keeping, keeping busy. busy.